Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Codes with Jeff. I'm super excited to welcome you to this episode. I believe this is going to be a really, really insightful one. Um, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're doing good. I hope you've really had an amazing day so far, or I hope you're going to have an amazing day listening to this Um should definitely help with that. All right. Um, but in the last episode, we spoke with Mr. Innocent Odogu, the CTO and co-founder of Ubenwa.ai. And we learned a lot about how to go from zero to MVP in that episode. It was really insight- insightful and packed. And if you've not seen that, once again, you should either go listen to it on Spotify or on YouTube or any of the platforms where we have that particular episode. Hi. My name is Jeff Uche and I'm a seasoned technology leader with years of experience crafting digital products and leading technology teams. I'm super excited to welcome you to this episode of Beyond the Codes with Jeff, where I have conversations with other amazing technology leaders. Please like, subscribe and share this content with others so that they can learn as well. It definitely will be worth their time. Today, we are going to be speaking to someone who is a really special person and a friend. Um, he is Drumrose, the CTO and co-founder of Thriver Greek, um, Mr. Ayo Arikawe. <laughs> We're finally doing this, man. <laughs> yeah, it's really well. Um, thanks, thanks for having me, Jeff. Like, this is really, really good, and I think it's definitely needed. Awesome, awesome. I'm so happy to have you here. We are honored to have you here. Uh, so. I'm privileged <laughs> to be here. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, we 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 are treating him like a British guest. So we have the tea, uh, you know, the tiny tea cup. <laughs> In Nigeria, we, we drink tea with big mugs, big but. <laughs> Yeah, welcome, right. welcome. Thank man. you, thank you so much, man. So, how how has your your week been so far? Uh it's actually been intense. It doesn't feel like today's Wednesday. It feels wow. like it's Friday already. Yeah, it's been back to back meetings. I'm just trying to get stuff out. I can um, imagine. Yeah, it's it's a very one of those interesting things that we are currently like inventing what the year should look like. So we don't mm. have any static goals. Crazy. So it's a lot of moving parts. But I mean, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone would think that every company starts out the year, like, you know, have everything planned dotted out by January and then you just like... I, mean, I think some years, some years are like that. Yeah. Some years are like, okay, we know like all the levers, we know what's going to get wrong. But I feel like actually operating like the Nigerian market, this is not one of those years to have static goals. Like you have to have like backups, like A, B, C, D. And oh. as everyone feel, you have to like come back to the drawing board and then try to see okay how, how do we change direction what should we do so that's pretty much how it's been for us we've changed our plans for years like quite a couple of times already wow wow that's really fascinating i mean guys um i think Trevor greek um if you don't know Trevor greek you can you know look them up and i'm sure Ayo is going to talk more about what they do but i think Trevor greek is solving one of the most crucial problems that we have um you know in, in in the ecosystem, right? As as a nation, as as a continent, even I think that when it comes to agriculture, when it comes to Africa, you can't separate agriculture. It's like you know, very very intrinsic to you know how we survive and um, how we grow, and you know, being able to. Um, in, you know, in this modern day and age where everybody's building a fintech, in this modern day and age, <laughs> being able to build a solution that caters to that, I think is really really interesting and. We definitely want to hear all about it, all right? But yeah, before we go there, I think um, we'd just want to know who's Ayo, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so I don't know what to go. Do I go for like how I got into tech or just generally yeah, just think about? I, yeah, I think you know you can talk about growing up. Yeah, know, yeah, school and yeah, how you going to tech? Kind of okay. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I definitely was born in Lagos. Went to like primary school initially. Okay. But I went to Kano um when I was. It was like eight or something, and I, that was one of the best times of my life. Like I really enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed living in the north. It's, it's way cooler than living in Lagos. Oh like, my, okay. Yeah, I mean, everybody's calm. Like this community, this family. Yeah, it was definitely a different experience being there, but like it was really, really amazing. Um, then I went, I went to the secondary school there also, maybe to like okay. my junior secondary school, then eventually moved back to Lagos to finish my senior school, mm. and then did invest later on. Um. I think how I got into tech was, um, I mean, I'd always been curious. I'd, I'd always been a science student, like really interested in like tech. I was going to be an engineer, so I, I, I knew that for a fact. Yeah. Um, and then so even when I was going to university, I I went to, I studied computer engineering. I chose computer engineering. Although when I look at it in retrospect, I should have chosen computer science. science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm majorly yeah. because like computer, 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 computer engineering is five years and computer science is four years. I would have saved one year because I, I don't use the engineering parts for anything. <laughs> but... I think I'll face it actually. So most will I got to tech because I like tech, but I also okay. found like there was a mass opportunity to actually generate wealth from tech. Mm-hmm. Um our first year in school, I remember and told my other friends, Joel and Sharon. And then his mom, I think his mom comes to visit. This literally maybe like the first week. And she's like, you know what you guys should do? Make sure that you get your money your school fees back before you leave the university. Mm. It was it was a private university. So we we're paying a lot of money. And she was like, you guys can do it. I'm just like, and I was, I think that was like the first person talking to me about entrepreneurship. Wow. Literally, like that first. They had done a couple of things, but this was like that first all with so this is actually even possible. Um and so me, my friend, um, three of us put money together. I think we put like five thousand each together. And we we bought we bought a printer. Essentially, and the idea was would essentially print past questions and just sell on campus. Oh. But then that was like the first part. Then the second part of it was we started. We we're going to build software. We we're going to um, help people like fix their systems, install Microsoft. So then everybody <laughs> used Windows. So we helped okay. people like, upgrade to like Microsoft Vista. It was Microsoft Premium. There was just like all these different versions. Mm, yeah. So when, like those guys in school, you come when you have computer problems, then change your RAM yeah, yeah, from yeah. two gig to eight gig. <laughs> um, I know like those. I mean new like younger people probably don't even know what that means means, (laughs) but then like we literally help people upgrade we'll teach people how to code in java so there was just like a lot that that i did then um but then i think one of the things i realized was those were not skills that were used that were were globally globally useful so those were skills because i was in a community where people needed it yeah and if i was to leave school and i was somewhere else like would people still need the skills yeah um, so I started um, getting getting into like actual proper coding, picked up a bit of Java, picked up PHP. I think I focused like a lot more on PHP. Okay, sure. um, and then just, yeah, that was that was essentially the story for me. Or I think it's probably like maybe under level in university. Wow. And that was my journey into tech. Um, yeah, so I mean, I started... Um, I started, I started my first company in, in, in university. Um, we haven't met my current co-founder in university also. So oh, yeah. You we, guys went to the same school? Yeah, I went to the same school. Met like under levels. So we built like a couple, we did a couple of businesses in school. Um, we also did a, we had a platform where people could order um, things that they wanted on campus. 
Um, wow. Yeah, so we just, we, we, we tried our arms on different things, essentially. <laughs> what um, university was this? I went to Cumberland University. Ah, and, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the rich kids, yeah? No, no not the rich kids. <laughs> I, 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 well, I mean, I guess it's that, but most most people actually, when they were probably like middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like, the, the, it was, was, was a, good, was a good, good school from the context of the fact that there were a lot of like people that were hungry for like, what's next, like how to change the world yeah. in their own ways. So it was a really good community. Yeah. It's, this feels like an advert for Covenant University. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're not paying yeah. for this, so not yeah. an advert. <laughs> That makes sense. I mean, that's super cool. It's interesting to uh, actually see that almost everyone who I see doing something, you know, in entrepreneurship, they've had a track record of trying to do something, you know, even from um, way yeah. before they finally yeah. found what, you know, what they were doing. So how did you guys finally arrive at Thrive? Um, hmm, interesting. So let me see this journey. Um, so okay, I think this is after university actually. So we met this guy who his name is Aurel. Went to school with us also, and his dad has like a soybeans factory somewhere in Agege. So think about it as they would buy soybeans and turn it into like um, turn it into like soy meal. So it's stuff that people that own like poultry farms then buy the um, the products from them. Basically, and like really massive factory, really good operations he had. Wow. And he had issues sourcing serving. So we typically buy from nuts in trucks and people supply them. And so one day we're having a conversation already and he's like, oh, um, he wants to, um, his dad needs a lot of servings. And I was in Lagos then, my co-founder of car was in Benway. And then I called the car, I'm like, oh, I thought you said you guys grow like service or something like that in Benway. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, yeah, that's true. So let's let, let's figure something out. And so we just like, this is just literally no tech. We're just that curious of how can we solve the problem for this guy and make money from it. Interesting. And so we found a way to raise some money. Were you still in school at this time? No, no. I was in, I was out of school, maybe like a year or two out of school. Okay. And then Uka um, figured out that um, Uka found a way, got, got servings, we loaded it on a truck. Um, I don't know how old were we then, we were like 21 or 22, <laughs> I can't remember. And then the, which we moved the truck, so he figured out moving the truck. And then I was liaising with like the factory. And then I remember um, when the first truck came, this is like 2 a.m., the guys called. Because we were tracking them all day. They're on their way, they're on their way. I would go stay in the factory morning tonight. They're still on their way. They've not come. I mean, like, well, that's one of my biggest lessons. Don't believe truck drivers. <laughs> and then it's like 3 a.m. And then the truck arrives. And then the guy's like, why the gates? But I'm like, oh, it's 3 a.m. They won't open to eight. And the guy's like, you need to come now. Or else we're going to just dump the goods on the ground. Oh. And I'm like, 3 a.m., I just literally, I find an Uber and I head out and I'm just there with them at 3 a.m. And the idea is just, I will sit with you guys till morning so that you are not upset. <laughs> and so we, we literally did that transaction. I mean, got some things wrong, lost some money. Um, not, not a lot, but generally it, it showed that there was a need and it shows mm-hmm. that farmers were willing to sell their product. And I think we just spent time like doing some more suppliers, just figuring out um, how much more um, the challenges this farmers faced were um, and I think we did that for about two, three years. And then wow. eventually that evolved into what Tribal Greek as today it is. Then there was no name. Yeah. It was just like, there's a problem. We can figure out supply. And then then build the tech around it, build the processes around it. Yeah. Interesting. This is really interesting. I mean, I think for most people today, um, you know, name is just one of those things that they could yeah. worry about, right? And... Uh, 
it's just like, what am I going to call this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really connecting with the problem and trying to solve it. Absolutely. Right. All the fancy stuff, bells and whistles yeah, can come later. Yeah. 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 I mean, even like when we came up with like, okay, we finally know what this company should be. Yeah. And we're going to be there. like, I remember what kind I want to call. And we literally um, ran through a few names, decided on Drive. Um, designed like a logo on Canva, literally like on that same conversation, bought the domain on that conversation and built the landing page with WordPress. Because <laughs> it's just like, this, just, isn't, this isn't the priority, right? Yeah. Let's just have a brand out and yeah. then we'll figure out the brand. We will get the logo yeah. over time. I mean, at some point we had an agency to design a to logo, design, yeah. right? But that was when we had the resources to do that. But like that back then, just like, just get stuff done. So sometimes when I see like founders are like, I mean, literally like day one, you do have product market fit and mm. then you have an agency designing your logo. Exactly. It's like, what's like, your priority? <laughs> but yeah, that, that's how we started as a dad. That, that makes a lot of sense. I So let's talk a little bit about how, you know, how um, your understanding was at that point. Was it the fact that you were on a search yeah. for an idea, right? Or for a problem to yeah. solve? Were you searching for it or was it the case that you stumbled on this and you just felt like this is something to solve so this is worth my time yeah hmm. actually no I, th- I think like we, i mean we had an agency then so we're like building um apps for people building websites um just helping people like solve problems um but we, we always knew that we've just always been curious about solving problems and so we've started like I mean, I've, I've probably started like maybe like 10 companies at this point, honestly. I mean, yeah. most of them didn't survive. Mm-hmm. A couple survived. But then we're just that, you know, there was a problem, we'll fix it. Like, what, where those guys are always like curious about solving yeah. um, problems. But I think like we also wanted to solve something that was really big and significant. Um, Uka had a lot of experience like in agri space. I mean, coming from where he is and just watching all of that. And I think for us, starting Tribe was really, that is just meeting that guy that needed to it was really just a, on one end, oh, this is actually a problem. Yeah. Um, especially like just out farmers figuring out how to sell their products. But on the second end was like, there's an opportunity to make money here. So like, I mean, let's <laughs> yeah. try it. So when, when we did the first transaction, we're not thinking about the company. Oh. We're just like, let's solve yeah. this problem and see what comes out of it. And then on solving that and realizing that there's actually an opportunity here, then it's um, over time just evolved into a company. So I would not say we're searching for an idea. I would say we're curious about what problems to solve. We wanted some yeah. big problems. We definitely wanted to start a company, but we're not searching for it per se. Um, the opportunity just came, we solved it, and then we figured out this something we can scale. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I read something for Paul Graham you know, at some point um, where he kind of tried to differentiate um amongst say different types of founders right and the i guess the summary is that what i realized is that for me i wanted to be a particular type of founder like i wanted to become let me not just say founder so it doesn't sound cliche let's say entrepreneur but you can become that person who isn't particular about whether you're solving a problem here you're solving a problem there but you're just that person that sees a solution to problems, right? You walk, you walk into a restaurant. There's something that's not working. What you're thinking? Hmm, there could be a way to fix this, right? And that happens for you over and over again. And I kind of see that pattern because the switch from building apps to an agri business that is yeah. entirely non-sexy, yeah. right, is really interesting. Like it must have been that you guys were that kind of those yeah. kind of people that you just wanted to see problems yeah. and solve them yeah 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 i mean yeah def- definitely mostly that but yeah. i would think also that 
um like with, with like with, with like with like ag was a problem we could relate to mm. right so uka coming from his experience um i've lived in benway i coming from my experience in kano yeah and then it was also a problem that was like very real so it wasn't one of those things of i will build something and i would see if the market reacts to it mm, yeah. it was like a literal need like when you solve a problem it's like you're, you're changing life of a farmer and so for us it was like nobody's going to do this art stuff like i mean there are many easier things you could do there are many easier ways to make money but um yeah if we could solve it it would be like a really formidable company yeah. and so yeah we decided to do that that's really that's really interesting i mean that's really interesting and and so what has driver greek um gone on to become today yeah um interesting <laughs> so i said today we, we we obviously started out with like zero tech for us it was like prove the problem exists then build yeah. the technology to, to back it um so today we view something called the agriculture operating system and it's sort of like a suit of apps as a noun that helps us essentially help the farmers figure out on one end how do they unlock credits so we help farmers we capture data on the farmers from kyc to what their land is to mm. area coverage to their standing with the community it shouldn't just helping us credit score the farmer and then banks sort of like then connect our platform okay to provide credit to the farmers basically um we use that same data to provide the farmers advice so it's things like from based on soil based on weather based on what type of inputs they're using what their location should be how should they improve their processes how can they get better results so um today farmer in nigeria is doing maybe like one over 20 on the same piece of land what the farmer in browser will do mm-hmm. um but then we are providing farmers like this sort of data and today they are able to do about three times the national average on like the crops we're forecasting so that's the second thing and on the last side we help them sell their products so through us okay um they can sell their products to fmcgs whether that's a um whether it's a flower muse or a dangote or just essentially wherever was buy the farmer's product basically um so that's that's what we've built to the us today that's um we're working with um a little about five hundred thousand farmers and we've provided we've provided over 150 million dollars in credits um to farmers in our um in our network um and i think just in terms of like the significance of that so um farmers that try to they produce about seven percent of the maize consumed in the country um generally and um we contribute about 50 percent of the grains in national grain reserve um by the government so i mean this this is some of the things we're doing um and i mean for us the goal is to get to a stage where i mean our vision is building africa that feeds itself on the world and that means that once you get to the stage where we have a very large network of farmers that yeah. number for us is 11 million farmers in 2027 who are producing a very significant percentage of the food consumed in the world and we'll just scale up the aos to keep providing them um today whether that's credits mm-hmm. um or in the future providing things from financial services to insurance to access to whatever tools or resources whether that's en- clean energy or whatever just to ensure they can scale up production for the world um yeah that's that's basically that's that's powerful um an africa that feeds herself and the world i really like that yeah <laughs> thank you it's really catchy wow that's massive that's such an impact 
project. I mean, you must be excited waking up every morning to go work on this. Yeah, it actually, it, it is to be honest. Like, I mean, it's definitely challenging. It's mm-hmm. definitely not. It's it's not. I mean, because the mix of getting tech right, but also getting the people right and getting mm-hmm. processes right. It's not one of those companies that are just fully tech and then every, yeah. everybody in the organization is fully remote. Yeah. Um, today we're about two thousand people at Thrive. And so oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. I mean to and almost like a thousand almost a thousand eight hundred like wake up every day. Either that's somewhere in Kaduna or somewhere wow. in Gombe, and they're going to interact with farmers to sell our products, just tell farmers to come on board our platform. So wow. it's, it's it's a lot of work. So yes, but it does come definitely with beyond like the financial reward of doing this is you can literally see people's lives change. Um, mm-hmm. so you can be like, oh, I started out with this farmer. All he was doing was getting enough food to fend for himself, right? And it's not an NGO. It's not a charity project. It's not yeah. like I'm dashing him money. Like, I'm literally lending him money. I'm providing him tech to pro- improve his process. And I could get that farmer to two X's income in one year and just keep scaling up from that. So we watch farmers go from I can only feed myself to now. Um, I think this particular farmer on our platform has about 20 hectares. And what 20 hectares looks like is imagine like 25 football fields. Yeah. And that's, that's like the size of his production. Wow. So now beyond like just doing for himself, he's able to like build for his community, just increase yeah. his income essentially. Like whether that's now funds to send his kids to school or do whatever, you just like it's new possibilities essentially for them. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 that's been the journey. So it's definitely rewarding. Wow. This is, this is massive. So literally, um, a farmer that joins the tribe network yeah. is definitely um, in for a big deal. I mean, y- you could literally take them through the process of, you know, unlocking their full potential. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's cool. that's, that's massive, man. That's massive. Great Thanks. work you're doing. Thank bro. you, thank you. Doing <laughs> doing our best. <laughs> yeah, that's very humble. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. wow. So, so let's 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 um let's dive into your personal story, right? Um, how you've you know starting off. I mean, it's been always been the inter- entrepreneurial mindset, and the you know the desire to create value, of course. Um, but then you've also been an engineer, yeah. and you know, I mean, we, we we spoke about this earlier, and today, like, you're not. You know, that guy that codes and <laughs> does all of that. I miss all, it really. All, all of those technical yeah. stuff anymore, right? Um, but yeah, like in navigating that, yeah. right? Um, in creating solution, s- solutions, um, which you've obviously done at different capacities. What are, you know, what are some of the soft skills, right? Beyond the codes yeah. that you've really seen make a difference for you? Um... I can think of a couple. I think I think like the first thing is definitely like people. Mm. Um just being able to trust people and and rely on people and be also the person that people can trust and rely on. Um I think on the journey for me has really been that old this guy is dependable, we can count on this guy to deliver. So I remember like even one of my first gigs was interesting, most of my early gigs our interests come from like different classmates. So like okay. um I think one of our one of my classmates is Mormon in school and we're going to be like a portal. 
um, for the school. And it was just like, we're not that close there. We were like, oh, there's this guy, you know, like if he says he can do it and if he says he will do it, then he will get it done. And that's literally how I got my first gig. And it was good money. I was, I mean, it took me to NYC and stuff. <laughs> um, but then I think it's just really being like, being able to be that person that people can rely on, like being a, being a man of your words. And I think it's really helped us all through our journey. So from um, getting our first investments, from getting different partners there's always been people saying that see we trust these guys these guys say they'll do stuff they'll do it and it's just really helped us like open massive doors and i think um we we had like a particular challenge even like 2020 where um covid came we couldn't pay out some investors and it was like a lot of like was this going to be like the end of tribe but it was just like people saying oh we know these guys we work with these guys like if they tell you this um this this is white then it is white that's right these are things that yeah. count on so i think like that's it's really important to be that person that people can rely on i think also the other thing is being able to rely on other people as you build like a really big company um we need to, be able to sort of trust people to own things and be able to execute um and i think in like recruiting like our first hire um we have we have it in our tribe like everyone owns their stuff so um we don't build processes where i mean even if we build a process that relies on like multiple other people someone has to take ownership of it somebody has to be the person that says this is not done until it's done and for that you need to be able to trust people so if there's someone in finance you're trusting that they're doing their job Mm -hmm. if there's someone in growth you're trusting them to do their job so we're not in everybody's business Mm um i mean Oka and I spend most of our times, I mean, obviously we're not putting our fires, which is 90% of what startups do, yeah. but like just trying to work on new products, trying to um, do business development, not doing like the actual day-to-day things because you have to trust people to do that. So I think like having those, um, that, that people's skill definitely of just identifying the right timelines, providing them the resources they need and just inspiring them to do what they need. Yeah. And then on the other side, also being that person that people can trust that if you say you do stuff, you do stuff. Um, I think another skill is, another thing is definitely like communication skills. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things you need to be able to do as a leader is to be able to communicate in a way that on one end, people have clarity of what you're trying to do. Mm. But on the second end, like they're inspired to want to do it. Um, Although I think a lot of founders have this, which is why they're able to sell people visions too. <laughs> <laughs> or leave your job, come yeah. up with me. We're going to build something really successful. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's like that's been really, really important for us. Um, um, yeah, you just like getting people to join us, getting people to want to build with us, um, investors, partners, everyone yeah. has been able to sell like a very clear vision. And I mean, our vision is like one of the hardest ones. So we're not, we're not in, we're not building the kind of company that will build just like sexy tools, sell yeah. after two years and everybody goes. Like we're building a company that we will need to be around for a long while to get the kind of impact we need. We'll probably need to build Thrive. We'll probably be at like year 10 when we're saying like we're actually making a kind of impact we want to be. So it's like a very long journey. Yeah. It's a very, it's a journey of like having to convince people to stay with you. Yeah. Um, that many years is like, is one of the things that we need to do. So I would say like very, very clear communication. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things I can about. I think another thing like uh, soft key, I don't know if this is a soft key, but like just like hard work, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. you need to, we need to put in the work. Yeah. Um, 
I remember like, so we, we had gone to YC and we went to, I'm not sure who told us, I don't know if it's PG or somebody else. And then one of the things that he told us is work at your startup. Um, and it was just like, it was weird, like, at, like you found that, like, yeah. obviously you work at your startup, you think about your startup, but then one of the things they told us is at that early stage, like most people, like most founders are like going for events and which is not bad. I mean, they are obviously good ones to go yeah. for, are going for meetups. There's one investor dinner somewhere. There's one conference in Kenya. There's this and this and there's that. And I think our microphone were lucky enough to get advice, or there's this award. So generally, like we we don't we generally don't go for stuff. I mean, <laughs> obviously, if you pay for our tickets, maybe we go. <laughs> but like regardless, like so we're just not being everywhere because yeah. so that advice was really like wake up every morning and think about how does your startup get from two x to four x? How do you go from a hundred people to a thousand people? Yeah. And ensuring that you're constantly checking in on that, like you know what levers are going to get you there, and um, mm. what frameworks, what are the things you need to do. Um, so I would say like just that pure hard work. Um, yeah. a lot of times, especially when you have the exposure or the experience that a lot of other people have, um, being able to work other than them yeah. is is going like super super count. Um, so yeah, that's some of the things we've tried to work out. And that that's that's really that's really solid. I think for the last, you know, for the last thing you spoke about, I, a variation of that advice that I have gotten um is you know work on your startup right so it, it, it was like there's a difference between work working in your startup and working on your startup right and that's um something that for a lot of people at first isn't like a big deal right um yeah for a lot of people it's 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 not a big deal it's like uh or they may not understand it to be a big deal. Let me put it that way. But I think the explanation to that was the fact that sometimes when you're working, when you're working in your startup or in your company, you don't have that ability to step out. Absolutely. Right? You can see the bigger picture. Yeah, to see the bigger picture. And I think it, it keys in very much to like, you know, what you said when you when you mentioned the fact that you and Oka, you know, you spend your time doing other external things while trusting people internally to do the day-to-day, -day, right? Yeah, that's that's super important. So um, the three things you mentioned is first, building credibility, right? And that doesn't just start when you become a founder, when you yeah. become a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Right? If people don't trust you when you're starting out, when you're just a regular engineer, the regular product designer, you know, all of that. If you don't that's do that's five jobs. That's five jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I refuse to update your LinkedIn. <laughs> oh my god, this feels very personal to me. Yeah. So if you if you if you if you're not able to build credibility, then you wouldn't be able to leverage it later, right? And I think it's so important because. It now kind of boils down to what kind of game are you playing in your yeah, career? Yeah, yeah. Right. Are you playing for the long term? Are you playing for the short term? Like a lot of people today do not care if I didn't deliver their projects, it's fine. You know, that kind of thing. I like you said, I have trade jobs and all of that. Right. And what you're saying points to the fact that that can come right back to harm you, right, in the future. Absolutely. And why that is not being paid attention to today, because people want to say, I work this trade job and cumulatively like earn ten thousand dollars or earn five thousand dollars, right? But you're not really playing the long term game. Yeah. Yep. So rather than do that, we should rather be yeah. investing 
in building credibility because that, that's a bigger currency. Absolutely. Right, to spend Absolutely. in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and there is nothing wrong in doing five jobs. Like, if, <laughs> if you can figure out the time together. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to be that person that um, there's a stand-up meeting and you say you are sick or you're in transit. Right? Well, the, in the real reason, you're, you're on another call in another meeting. Yeah. Um, you're just that person that's just from one job to the other, but you've never really built anything. Mm-hmm. Like, no one can really count on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, because like, ultimately, there'll be many rooms where, um, like, like, oh, can we hire this guy? Should we not hire that guy? And we've experienced that so many times where someone just goes, we've worked with this guy in this other company, like, he's not serious, like, he's not reliable. And like, this is regardless of how good you are, right? You just need to be super reliable. It's like really, really important. That's, that's really insightful. So you talk about communication as well, right? And um, I think if we translate this a bit to like the ability to sell, right? Um, from the way you communicate, I can already tell that, you know, you you are able to sell your vision, right? I try. <laughs> <laughs> sure that. But most technical people don't feel like this is a skill set they need to get, right? They feel like, man, I just want to write my code, you know, wear my hoodie, write yeah. my code, yeah. don't talk to anybody. Yeah. I mean, come to stand-ups, you know, they don't even like communicate very yeah, well, right? Yeah. I think that I mean And they don't want to also, and they don't want they're to. like don't don't put me don't bring me into meetings. <laughs> you get, yeah. yeah, don't bring me into meetings, don't don't do all of that. But I I don't know where I learned it from, but early on, right, I kind of figured out that every opportunity I had to join a stand-up to give an ability was an ability to learn how to sell. Yeah. Was an ability to convince someone, yeah. right? And you, you kind of see that like help you throughout your career because absolutely. even the technical things you do needs to be absolutely sold right like absolutely. you need to communicate to someone absolutely. if you have um choice over if you have um an opinion sorry over a different uh, an opinion for a different framework or a yeah. preference for absolutely. a different framework right versus what your teammate is using and you, uh, you know you're about to start a new project what language do we use what framework do yeah, we use yeah. that's an opportunity to sell absolutely right? I've seen engineers beef themselves about it I'm like you should be practicing yeah. your sales yeah. here right you should be trying to win over your team absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean our and, and I've, I see that happen time and time again, even with, even on our team, right? Where somebody goes and it's three months down the line. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, why are you not pulling on weight? And it's like, I never liked this framework. You I complain about it. And you're just like, but we all had a conversation. Like, why did you not bring this up? Why did you not sell yourself? Yeah. Um, and I think like, even as you grow in your career and whether that's you becoming an engineering manager or head of technology or whatever you need, people would move to trust people who can communicate well, yeah. who can sell, who can lead a team. Yeah. I mean, even, not even that far, like just even becoming a senior engineer and having like two people, mm-hmm. like you need to be able to communicate, you need to be able to inspire, yeah. you need to be able to train. Like it's a super, super important skill. Because being a senior engineer or being head of engineer or whatever, it doesn't mean you now impose your decisions, right? Absolutely. It means that you still come to the table to negotiate. Absolutely. Right? To say we do this way and that's an opportunity for you to yeah. sell. Yeah. Right? And and it's fine, like, if you're not able to sell clearly and someone else does it better, you should also be, you know, humble enough to, like, go with Because it never ends, right? Even in board meetings, these things happen. Always, always. <laughs> so it's always, and, and it's sort of like, where even think about, like, where where things are, like, big companies or big countries, right? Yeah. You find out that vocal people actually have their way a lot True. of times because they're able to communicate clearly. Even if they're selling, like 
what's not valuable right yeah. so now think about you that is like working on valuable stuff like you're actually like the person that built the product yeah. that is raising all these billions of dollars you get that right but like you might always just be that random guy hmm. that nobody really cares about or nobody's yeah. really too upskill or give different challenges right because you can't communicate they can't bring you to present they can't trust you to lead people under yeah. you um and you're always frustrated oh i'm doing a lot for this company i'm not sleeping so i'm not sleeping more than two hours a day and while all of that is great like if people cannot trust that you can lead people you can mm -hmm. inspire people you can sell a vision or sell yourself like nobody just willing to take you to the next level sure. um yeah i like that i like that I, 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 I've experienced this, you know, um, sitting on both sides of the table, right? I, um, in, a, in, a, in a particular company, I was, I was, I was just, I was an IC, right? Just an engineer in the company. And um, while I wasn't leading the team, I had a way of always, you know, communicating what we were doing, right? The progress we were making and all of that. And it didn't, it, was, it didn't take long. It wasn't long after I joined the team. And even the CEO, right, would reach out to me from like, you know, to, to write a report for investor updates, right? And I had to do that for him like time and time. But th there was a team lead, right? And there were like different people. And what I realized even when I became, you know, a leader myself was also that there were people I liked going to to ask what's happening, give me an update, you know, because I'm the sure that, clarity. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's super important. Yeah. If you want to like move forward in your career, and guys, like this is super important. If you if you if you want to move forward in your career, it's not just about how technical you can be. Um, you are how sound you know um, your your code is. If you wrote every test and all, why those technical skills are super important? You need to be able to communicate. You need to be able to share what you've built, what you are building at every particular point in time. Um, and if I not now, I would also say is I've also seen people who built entire products, for example, right, trying to raise money and can't do that. Yeah. And I've seen people with just a memo raising money. Without the product, right? <laughs> product yeah. raising money. I mean, there's some sort of balance to that. Um, yeah. Sometimes, like, you also don't want to be, especially if you're building, like, a very technical product. Yeah. Um, while you might optimize for being able to communicate it clearly, communicate yeah. stuff, you don't necessarily need to become that person that is the guy going to pitch, the guy always telling the story. Yeah. Um, you can find a co-founder who does that business development and sales. Um, if it's not your if it's not your strength, you don't need to necessarily at the very early stage in your career yeah. take on that because yeah. somebody needs to focus on the product. So I guess that's why people advise for co-founders. Yeah, if if but even if like you know what I've seen is that even if you have someone who is like more of a business person who knows how to sell, right? At some point. The investors would likely want they to hear from the technical to person. Absolutely. Right? Let's speak to yeah. the person building. Yeah. Let's yeah. hear from them. Yeah. Right. And at that point, you shouldn't be coming there to them. This thing is hard. You know what's the Yeah. You know, you should be coming here to sell. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? And even if you know you are um I I think about when um I think about leadership. Yeah. My favorite people to look at are football coaches, sports coaches generally. Interesting. Um I'm currently, um, you know, going through um, I'm, my, my current study for the month of February is a book, um, Leadership Principles from Nick Seban, right? He was um, a football coach in the US, right? And 
what I really, of, of course, aside the fact that I'm attracted to them because of the passion that's involved in sports, what I really like about them is the fact that as a football coach, you're responsible for so many outcomes, right? The, the strength of your team starts from recruiting, right? Your success in recruiting starts from positioning, yeah. you know, who you are, right? And I've seen people who I'm, I was trying to like hire into our team, I was trying to recruit into our team. And the question they asked me is, who are other people working here? Always, yes. Right. So you want to be that guy that people even want to work with. And I think it's very, very important if you know how to sell yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you know, so you don't even need to be the guy talking to investors or the yeah. business guy yeah. or anything. But yeah. even in that, always, like, even sales. in that small team, you still want to be that person. Yeah. You yeah. still want to be I that agree. person that knows how to do that. It's never something that you would not find useful. I agree. Yeah. Um, and of course, finally, um, you spoke about hard work. Truly. I mean, we have all of those sayings today. Oh, don't work hard, work smart. All of that's like, man, there is, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> there is nothing you? that you can, I mean, you can work hard in a smart way, yeah. right? The, the goal is not just to be effective, but to be efficient as Absolutely. well, right? But there is, you can't, you can't take a shortcut. Yeah. You have to still go through the path. You have to, do hours. You have to sit down <laughs> and grind. Absolutely. Right? That's it. Like, yeah. there's, there's no shortcut. Yeah. Because um, I've also worked with people who were really good at talking big. Yeah. But then, while that is good, and of course, we have yeah. just advocated yeah. for that, it's also important to be someone who knows how to do. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect combination, right? If you talk big, you should do big. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, yeah. and like, I feel like we like the old. Um, like our tech is blowing up, yeah, and just how everybody's like, there's everybody raising money, yeah, which is really good for the ecosystem, by the way. But like, you just find people who are like, oh, I want to build these, are trying to get a product, yeah, or at this company, even people who built a product, but like, they've never spoken to a user, they yeah. Won't, I mean, they are again still that thing of not working on your not startup, working, you're just yeah. like everywhere else, but actually doing what needs actually, to be done, yeah. avoiding the work, absolutely, everything else that looks like progress. But not progress. Exactly. And you, like you find out that in a day you're not spending more than one hour actually just doing the work. Yeah. And especially when you look at um I mean I look I, I like to think about myself as I'm 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 building against like many challenges, mm -hmm. right? Even though um, and then that means for me that I have to work harder than everyone else. Yeah. So I would work smart, I would talk smart, I would communicate, but like ultimately, like I need to work harder than everybody yeah, else. Everyone like else, that's yeah. the only way this succeeds. Yeah. Because yeah. um, so I think like for a lot of founders, just think about if I like, I mean, most people I've seen that like, you're actually really smart. Like yeah. you can be somewhere get a fancy job, earning money. Like, so why why do a startup if you work at this? Yeah, right? yeah that so makes like, sense. Just, just put in the hours. And I think even beyond like being a startup founder, mm -hmm. just being that like, um, either you're in products or you're in engineering, yeah. like you need to be that person that gets work done. You want to be that person. You want to be that person Honestly, that gets work out. Yeah. So keep the hours. Whatever you, whatever you are, be the best at it. Be the best at it, be absolutely. At it. And yeah. you cannot actually become the best at it just by working on it, mm -hmm. <laughs> literally. So, yeah. like, for me, I I mean, I've, I've always been, I used, to, I used to be very introverted. I still am very introverted. Yeah. Um, And I think that it was just that waking up every day and having to speak just, to somebody and yeah. just get better at it. And the same thing with, like, tech or anything. Like, once you put it out, I think there's something that, there's a story that says, 
if you spend 10,000 hours on anything, yeah. you become an expert. You become an expert. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, that's just it. That's true. That's true. Um, Kids also very much to what we were talking about earlier. You, you try to solve problems over and over again. Even if you fail, you just become that person that knows how to identify problems. Right, and you know how to identify problems. You just know that if I try it, it won't work. So yeah. don't even waste yeah, your time. So, like you know, there are all of those things, yeah. and, and 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 tomorrow people think that you're special, yeah. but no, you're not. You, you just have put so much work behind the scene, right? Um, there are people today who are designers, people today who are engineers, people today who are like just they do what they do at different capacities, and I know <laughs> that anytime I want to execute a project and I want this to come out. Just look for these guys. Yeah, they will, they will get it worked out. They will, get, these guys. they will get it done. <laughs> yeah. right? No long talk, nothing. They will get it done. That's it. And I, I honestly, that's who you want to be. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Especially, I think, and I think it's it's such a powerful um, um, tool to have in your arsenal. In this time and age, where like appearance, right, is prioritized over content. Correct. Right? And then, if you now have the appearance, and when people poke at you know the appearance they can really find content i mean perfect <laughs> that's it right? yeah yeah it's it's something yeah. that yeah. because ultimately like, talking will get you in the room yeah right but like ultimately when it's time to do business yeah they would actually remove the veils and then the question is like what did they see exactly right so even in our office like our engineering lead is like whether somebody says they can code or not like he doesn't even care he just like come to the office <laughs> let's like do this yeah. stuff let's let's say, like give you a project to work on yeah. so he has a model of he'll put you on contract for like a couple months and then like sees like you get stuff done mm-hmm. then then he gives like a full-time offer yeah and so and i think like a lot of a lot of um businesses are figuring out like there are many talkers out here mm-hmm. and even in terms of even being a founder investors are also figuring out there are yeah. many people that just have like a view right but like ultimately like there's nothing there like yeah i mean i think you know, just to talk a bit about like, you know, the founder part, right? Um, this is something I, 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 I understood much later, but what a lot of people do not actually understand is that investors, for example, care, I mean, this is not investors or anything, but they care less about that particular problem you're solving in most cases, right? Like if I give you my money, right now what i want to get from that money is returns right so i am not super concerned like it is not the thing on top of my priority whether you are going to for example if you tell me i'm going to build a house and we're going to get this money back and then along the way you figure out that building a house will get this money back but something else will (laughs) something else will right i mean it's fine absolutely i get my money back absolutely right and so you like you want to be that person who is um who someone can say that this guy just like you said will do everything possible to get your money back don't worry he's going to get your money back right and that's that's who you really want to be right yeah i mean you're right about it like most investors i think even like yc and many other people tell you that most of the companies that invest in change 
the ideas they're working on within exactly. like the first couple of weeks. Yeah. So like especially at like a very early stage, most times like you're betting on the founder. Mm-hmm. Um because like no matter how the fancy models and everything, you eat yeah. the market, the market changes, you have to adjust the products, you have to adjust um yeah. the processes. So I think like at that point it's really investors are betting on the quality of the founders and the dedication of the founders yeah. to solve this to problem. Solve the problem yes. And then we trust that even if the problem changes or the solution or the approach that yeah. changes, these guys will keep working at it to get it done. Yeah. 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 And the, the, the benefits of being this type of person can also be two pronged, right? I think that first there's an internal benefit. And I, I tell people that my biggest conviction for my next battle is a testimony from my previous battle. Right. So if, you know, for everything that we've said, for example, um, you know, b- um, building credibility, yeah. right. You know, everything it's, if you do it, right if you do it and um you succeed or do not succeed you know whatever the outcome is like you know but in the process of doing it you become a particular type of yeah, person yeah. it's you know you're becoming someone in the process and all of those small wins like the, the summation of all of those small wins is what finally gives you your big win because internally it, it, it motivates you you know if i couldn't fail this exam then i'm going to pass this next one you know that kind of thing and if you are also someone that has spent time for example you might be an engineer today and in the next five years you'd be a founder yeah. right the credibility the you know strength of character the resilience you need to succeed as a founder will not be built when you become a founder i agree you need to build that today i agree I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 all today. It's all in the little things that add up yeah. finally. Um, and even in that journey, right? Eventually, when you become a founder, if that is the route you want to go, you become like CTO or doing like Google or something. Yeah, like it's still be people that knew you. Mm. At the early days, true, people that have worked with you before, they'll constantly have to speak for you, have to true. refer you, and then it's just about like, does this guy get stuff done or not? Yeah. My 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 first major role in my career, I had a CTO of a company um, who actually um, offered me cash plus equity, right? Some equity to join the company. And I joined as an intern. Wow. I'm telling you, I wasn't, I was probably the worst coder on the team then. I mean, I had the sheer intelligence, yeah. but not like I knew but somehow he saw something that made him want to hold on, you know, like, and it was really, really crucial for my growth. I mean, at the end of the day, I ended up being the one to rewrite the entire backend for the, wow. yeah, it's because I grew from being an intern to, you know, but I, I'm sure that it was something beyond just my technical skills that he saw then. Probably hunger or like, the exactly. Work, yeah. yeah, and these things, I think they matter so much. They do. They do. so much. And at, at, at like a later stage in your career, they will actually really matter more than even like your technical skills potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, because I at some stage, that. like they expect you to inspire other people. They can't, I mean, if you are building like a product, at some stage, like one person can only build. I mean, at very big companies, there's probably like five people just focused on one feature. Yeah. Right. So when they are deciding on who should be the engineering lead, who should be a product lead, yeah. it's definitely going to be who can inspire other, other people, people yeah. that can do other things. Um, yeah. Who is going to, um, I mean, who has proven himself at one product, at the second product. It's not going to be who has stayed longer, who has many years of experience. That makes a lot right? of sense. So like your hard work is going to like super, super important. Wow. This is, this is so... This is so clear. So, so clear. I mean, um, so j- just to, you know, talk a bit more about, um, about things that thrive. 
Um, so what's the ratio of the team today? Like 30% technical, yeah. 70% operational? Or? Well, so, I mean, I would say like the... So of the 2,000, we, there's like 1,800 people who work on like, what like field officers, warehouse guys. Okay. So it's yeah. a bit non-technical, um, on contracts. Okay. Um, but like of the core 200, um, people that actually are involved like tech, product growth. So we have today, um... It's about twenty percent of the team um, focused on building the products. Oh, okay. Um, but I think again, we're, we're still like a very unique company. There's like yeah. a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially to the company. Um, from um figuring out like the FMCG is the right product. <laughs> yeah. Figure out the farmers onboarding. Yeah. yeah. Um, figuring out risk. So there's lots of process involved. So today it's about 20% of the team that's technical. Yeah. Um, but we're constantly like growing that and so like doubling down on that number. Um, we're also sort of like going in a direction where as we're trying to increase farmer number also, we're trying to also increase the output for, for farmer. Okay. So now trying to like build other products on top of like what we already have still within the AOS. I um, love the granularization. Yeah. So we are also like going to we'll probably like double like the tech team like within the next one year just to be able to deliver on that. So yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, that's where we are right now. Yeah. Are you currently hiring? Um, for for tech so roles. we actually are not hiring per se. We okay. have most of the senior team. Um, but we just launched an internship actually, and you guys should sign up. Oh. Um, we can check it out on our LinkedIn. Um, we're trying to recruit like we're just trying to build a pipeline. Um, so we're offering trainings onboarding like front end, back end, product people. Nice. Um, and the idea is just like on one end, can we pass on our skill, provide value to them, mm-hmm. whether they decide to work with us or not. Um, so yeah, we, we plan to onboard like a significant amount of people okay. um, from the ship and just have them on our pipeline. Um, but like, um, our belief or our goal is that whether they end up working with us or not, they have enough skills to go work anywhere else. Um, so for core, for tech, for core tech rules, we're sort of like done with like core IRA okay. at the moment. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's, that's very, very informative. So guys, if you're looking for an internship, you should go on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, go go on LinkedIn and um, check out Tribe Agri's uh, posts. Yeah, yeah you'd you'd see information about that and apply. That might be your entry into into tech. So does does the background matter? No, nothing. Okay. Nothing matter. Just just just, just be hungry. Just be hungry. <laughs> great, great, great. This has been really insightful. So, in um, if we're to you know um, sum up the conversation here around this, I mean, it would be um, you know really build credibility right build credibility um build communication skills right like be 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 a salesperson right and i think there is no special way per se of building those things right i think that most things we acquire in life is a matter of interest if you don't have it then probably you're not interested in it um and so if for example you want to learn how to communicate better you want to like read books on communication, you want to watch how your favorite speakers speak, you want to, I don't know, just, you want to put some effort into it, right, yeah. into doing that. Um, and then finally, you know, build resilience, like hard work, Absolutely. hard work at, at, the, at the end of the day. Absolutely. This has been in practice. So do you have any last words for us? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, well, I, I I think maybe like to non-techies that probably watch it, like get, get into tech. Um, yeah. I think like just like the direction the world is moving, like we need more people involved. 
um, building products. And I mean, more people definitely from Africa. We have the population. Yeah. Um, and we have the hunger, literal hunger, <laughs> to inspire you yeah. <laughs> to code. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like we need more people like just like getting into tech, people yeah. building soft skills, people who can actually code. And I also think that um, eventually, um, my my personal belief is like most people, even from like the founder perspective, yeah, we want to fund technical technical founders yeah um so mm. i know like there's a lot of people like oh i want to get into tech i'm getting to tech um what are the non-techie ways to get into tech, tech yeah. and while that is good and fast while while that's nice i mean you've been experienced over a while maybe you have experience in like sales or in like oil and gas or something um i mean you've probably too long in your career to want to to switch careers right so let's yeah. say you've been 10 years experience in marketing and you want to get tech then it makes sense right maybe not speak up tech but maybe pick up non-tech roles but i think like um you're just young fresh out of school you should not be looking for non-tech roles non-tech in tech. Role, yeah. <laughs> you should actually right be now. like let me actually do proper tech for like maybe like the first two three years Great. um i mean i have the skills so, i mean even if you end up like moving to like another role like growth or something like yeah. I mean whoever is working with you on tech is not going to bullshit you at the minimum exactly. right so yeah I think that's so important alright guys you've heard from the CTO and co-founder of Driver Greek I um, I'm so privileged to have him you know speak to us here it's I'm been to be here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been really really insightful and I hope you you know jot down those things note them somewhere and you know for any of those um, skill sets or um, disciplines that you need to work on. It could be ones that are that were not even mentioned, you know, um, during this conversation. You want to be intentional about those things because at the end of the day, you don't want to stay just where you are, right? The proof of the work you've done is the growth that also comes from it. So we want to see you grow. We want to see you start up something. We want to see you, you know, I mean, maybe in a maybe within a company, but like you know, lead and you know grow your career to the fullest potential. So, I hope you get. I hope this inspires you to do that. And thank you so much once again. Yeah, it's thanks for having you here. It was really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, I guess you subscribe to this channel. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you're watching this on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere, please click the like button and subscribe to get updated for new episodes. All right, bye. Until next time. All right, bye, guys.